Welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickel. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hey, Freedom Nation, it's Jeff here, and I have another wonderful interview today with Chaz Wolf. Chaz is a uh, business owner who has worked for several years to go from startup to success to getting himself some passive income to where he can basically do whatever he wants. So basically, he's already at his Freedom Day. Chaz, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks, Jeff, man. I appreciate that. Thanks for the opportunity to uh, serve you and your audience here today. Hopefully, we'll do both. Appreciate it, man. I'm looking forward to the interview here. So let's kick us off. Why don't you tell us your story? How did you get to where you're at today? Yeah, well, uh, to your point, Freedom Day has come. But I think a lot of a lot of guys or gals that once you, quote unquote, get to Freedom Day, you realize your potential is just so much more. And mm-hmm. so that's the cool work that you get to do after you're not concerned about the basics any longer. You get the nut covered and and then you start having freedom not just of that day to your to your point but freedom of thought freedom of freedom of mind freedom uh, to be able to go and create and i just really believe that i'm a builder here to build amazing businesses and teams and assets and my family my marriage you know all that so really i guess my story is is all of that me coming to realize how i am that a builder and so yeah growing up single mom family uh, definitely gave me some some important pieces to the oh, to yeah. the toolbox that I, I need as a builder, playing basketball competitively all the way up through our early stages in college. Also gave me tools to be a builder, you know, starting in sales, dropping out of college and starting in sales and uh, getting my you know teeth kicked in <laughs> multiple times, hundreds of times a day, gave me tools to become a builder, starting my first business at 24, getting married at 21, having kids at 25, now having four kids under the age of nine. Like all of those things really have I guess they're part of my story, but they've really been able to make me the builder that I am today. That's awesome. Fantastic. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. You know, so you built, you know, built businesses. What was that? Uh, you know, I mean, you started working for other people, I'm assuming in the sales world, but then uh, yeah. you kind of went out there on your own, started businesses. What was that first kind of impetus? What, what, you know, what did you do to begin with kind of getting yourself out of the working for other others world? Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting story, actually, Jeff, because uh, I, I did both. I worked for other people and then I left and I started my own company and, and I, I expanded that company. And then I actually went back to work for other people, which was a little bit insane. So I'll, I'll kind of get take you down the road. But <laughs> from 16 to, to 24, I was in sales okay. and everything from selling shoes to advertising to insurance. Yeah, I mean, you name it. I'm sure there's probably a few other things in there that I that I hustled. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Really, what that gave me was not only just the the persistence or fortitude of just like, oh, geez, like this this thing called success or money or life doesn't happen easily. I already knew that growing up single mom family, but it was like, you know, there's nothing special about you, but like you got to put in the work, make it make it uh, make it work for you. And so I learned system, I learned language, I learned communication, I learned you know 
all of really the things that come from you know a mindset of perseverance through sales. And so as I was working in sales in different industries, I, I began to grow my income. And as I grew my income, the itch for doing my own thing is what began to you know uh, manifest, I guess, really. So at the age of 24, I'm already making six figures in a sales management uh, leadership role, and I leave completely. Benefits, 100 plus thousand. I'm 24. My family literally thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> and I purchase I purchase a franchise. Right. I ended up growing that franchise from 24 to 29, from one location to seven locations across three states, wow. 65 plus employees. And then because I just felt like I had an awesome system and great team, which I did, I went back to work in sales. <laughs> and really the main reason here, and this all kind of comes back full circle for a listener here, because for me, Freedom Day was not about necessarily the amount of income. It was the amount mm-hmm. of passive income to me that mattered yeah. to where I could wake up every single day, no matter what, and know, like I said earlier at the beginning of the show, that the nuts covered and then I could go create, go build. And so for me, real estate was a big part of that. So I was already learning sales, even teaching other people how to do sales, growing my own business, you know, growing locations, building teams. Like I was doing the thing, making a lot of money. You know, I became a millionaire when I was 29. And and in the process of that, it wasn't so much necessarily making money like income, although I I was, but I was putting it back into the businesses. One yeah. after the other, one after the other, one after the other. And this is, you know, maybe some of your listeners aren't business owners and they don't understand kind of how this works. I'm sure if anybody that worked worked or works for me now, this might be a little bit of a shock. But, you know, it's not like business owners just take home gobs of money every single year, especially in the early years. So for me, a lot of it was investing like literally everything back in. I, you know, my wife is a dental hygienist. And so I'm like, cool, like the nuts covered over there still yeah. with active income. But it gave me just, you know, I could just push it, push it, push it, push it, push it, which allowed me to grow fast. But I wasn't, I was growing my net worth. I was not growing my income necessarily at that in the business building stage. So I went back to work in sales so I could have income, active income, so that I could buy real estate assets because I was taking all my money from business and putting it back into business growth. And so this is a really big piece here. I don't want, I don't want your listeners to, to, to misstep is that I'm always going to be a business builder. I love businesses and I can get a bigger return in, in business than I can in in real estate. However, in the real estate companies, it's passive or, or generally speaking. <laughs> and Depends so on how uh, you again, structure it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's all types of real estate and I'm in several different verticals, but that's the main thing. I went back to work. I became, again, another top salesperson making a, a great income. And I just dumped all of that into real estate assets. And so a lot of that has built up what I have today. When I look at my portfolio, I have real estate assets, business assets, teams of people, you know, all working in conjunction with each other unto bigger targets even yet still. Mm. But a lot of the, a lot of the basics are covered. Freedom day has come, as you said. Nice. Wonderful. Well, you know, when you were building that, so what got you, what made you go, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. I know building businesses and all that, but you know, as you started to build your plan of attack there. What was the, what was the guidepost that you used to do that? As far as like, why was I going after it? You mean? Yeah. What what was that driving force for you? Yeah. For me, it's, it's more like I I want more. I want more out of life. I want more out of myself. I want more out of my marriage. I want more out of my money, you know? And so really, I guess the other side of that is a discontentment, you know, A, a gratefulness, but a discontentment. And, and so I have a mastermind group now of successful entrepreneurs and I have a phrase that I've taught them that they also relate to. 
but it's grateful, not done. And so yeah. I can look back at different moments in my life and I can go, I'm so grateful for fill in the blank, the money that I've made, the family that I have, the the things that I've accomplished. Because there's a difference here between I'm never satisfied from an, like, I can't look back. I have no contentment. I can't be grateful. Nothing's ever good enough. Right. And I still have some of those things, but when I stop for a second and I look back at those things, I have to be able to be grateful and go like, that's powerful. I've done a lot of work and I have to be able to be grateful for the view that I've created. But in that same moment, what you're asking about what drives me is like, but bro, the top is that way. Let's go. Yeah. You know, love it. That's fantastic. So you now you you know you've built these businesses up, but you also have got kind of your world of of helping other entrepreneurs. So tell me a little bit about that. Right. Yeah, Gathering the King started uh, just about two years ago, and it was okay. because I genuinely believe you're going to get to one of your questions. Hopefully, is a is a book that I recommend, and it's Think and Grow Rich. And yeah. we can talk about that uh, in more in depth. But one of the chapters in Think and Grow Rich is on the Mastermind Principle and yeah. the very purpose of that principle is to get people that are like-minded together that are working in harmony unto a specific and definite purpose. And so today, right now, you and I, Jeff, are masterminding because we are working towards the definite purpose together of solving problems for your audience and helping them get to their freedom day. Well, that's great. Yeah. But I wanted to do that in a format that was bigger and, and yeah. heavier, like a more leveraged lift, right? I wanted to run and do life with other successful people, selfishly for me, but also I knew yeah. that I could add value you know, to them. And I, when I look around the marketplace, there's a lot of coaching programs that call themselves masterminds, yeah. which is fine. I've been a part of several, spent tons of money and gotten tons of value. Yeah. But that's not what a mastermind is. A mastermind is not where a guru sells you know, his particular specialized knowledge or her. It's it's the collective. It's when I can bring people to the table and then there's maybe a facilitator or there's an opportunity for kings. Again, we call it, you know, taking off the crown and we come to the table kind of in humility. You're successful. He's successful. She's successful. But maybe he's got a problem or she's got a situation and we're all going to kind of discuss it. Our singular purpose inside of gathering the kings is to live the exceptional life. The exceptional life is simply just winning in all areas. We got business and finance. We got marriage and family. We got faith. We got uh, a health. We got lifestyle. Like if you're winning in all of those areas, you're living the exceptional life. And that's what everybody that I've kind of started to gather around the table believes is that if I can just become the best version of myself, it's going to impact all these areas around me and I'm going to be winning. Right. So if I can just gather more people like that together, then we have a, a more impactful circle. That is awesome. Well, and I think, you know, that's the. I think the the challenge that I found, and, and it's it's been kind of moving up the scale, I guess. Uh, the more you spend, a lot of times, the the higher the caliber of the people are. But you know, so sure. many masterminds that I found, and and I I have done the same thing. I've been involved with a lot of masterminds. I I always hate being the one who's the most motivated of the group. You know, when right. when you come to the group and everybody's like, oh, well, I didn't have time to do this. Well, I didn't either, yeah. but I got it done. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm moving forward fast. So I yeah. think, you know, it's, right. it's there, there's a, a value in spending a little bit more money on things. And sometimes where it feels like uh, it's a little bit beyond my reach, that's probably the thing you need most to get you yeah. to that next level. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people, even like a, a lot of times health coaches or fitness coaches, yeah. it's an easy, it's an easy comparison because sometimes when you're talking about a mastermind or a business executive coach, you know, 
spending money in that it, it there is there's there's a huge ROI we can get into that but sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to see from the beginning when you hire yeah. a fitness coach you're like oh okay they're going to help me lose weight or they're going to help me mm-hmm. you know fill in the blank fitness wise okay cool i can easily get that but to your point that you just made when i spend a little bit little bit of money like more than i'm maybe a little bit comfortable with and it's like right here like you talked about mm-hmm. i'm going to show up to those those training sessions yeah. i'm going to definitely follow that plan i'm going to definitely make sure that i get my money's worth, which AKA all that that really means is that there's a hack literally right now. If you're listening, there is a hack to your success. It's called put yourself around other people who are going to hold you accountable and pay for it. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You'll win. Yeah. (laughs) Because A, you're not going to let yourself not do it. Yeah. The old adage, you're the the product of the five people you're most closest to. So if you hang yeah. out with losers, well, exactly. you're going to end up as a loser. And if you hang out with winners, you're probably going to be a winner because they're going to force you to. Yeah. yeah. And if you pay to do it, then there's a mutual respect in the room. And also yeah. too, like, don't be the goober that pays for stuff and that doesn't use it. Like you're going to yeah. hold yourself accountable. And then on top of that, if you're putting yourself in the right room, they're going to hold your, hold you accountable as well, which it's not like I need dad checking on me. Right. What I need is, is I need a peer going, Hey dude, you, you all right? You good? Hey, did you hit, did you hit, did you hit that thing you told me you were going to hit? You didn't? Why? Okay. What can I do to help? Okay, cool. Hey, next month, did you hit it? You did? Freaking good job, dude. Let's go. What's the next target? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about the structure of your masterminds. How does it work? What do you do with them and all that? Yeah. Good question. We've kind of got it broken down into a couple of pillars. We do a monthly round table. So we've got members all across the country. And so uh, we get together on Zoom in a monthly roundtable, and that's a two and a half hour business event. I tell people it's their one opportunity every single month to work on the business as opposed to in the business. Now, we've got some pretty big business owners. We've got owners doing over 300 million. Some of those guys don't need additional time to work on the business. But I'll tell you what, those guys love to work on the business. So they're there. That's for sure. It's usually typically the smaller guys that are like, wait a second, I got to work on the business too. It's like, well, yeah, like actually that's where, that's where you start winning. That's where freedom is. (laughs) So we, we encourage people by, by creating the facilitation, but inside of that, we're doing hot seats. We're doing accountability, super great event. Most people walk away from that every month going, my mind is blown with new ideas, new connections, new possibilities, situations and problems solved. It's it's an incredible thing that we do every single month. We do some tactical stuff as well on a weekly basis, you know, talking about sales, talking about marketing, talking about budgeting. We, I mean, we're at, we just finished October. October is budgeting season. You should, have, you should already have your budget outlined for 2024. If you don't, you're behind. Some people are listening going, I'm sorry, what is a budget? It's like, okay, well, that's okay. Everybody starts somewhere. <laughs> and I'm supposed to do I, this in I October? Was that, Come on. <laughs> yeah. What is it? First off, right? Like, first off, let me just give you some encouragement on that. I was doing millions of dollars in sales as a 20 year old and I had no idea what a budget was. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, it's okay, but, but you, but you do need to figure it out. You do need to, you do need to make sure that the sooner you get that under control, the faster you can end up growing your business because you realize how much is leaking out of it in most instances. I mean, there, it, you can get, I I always say you can get 495 to death with all the little tools and toys and, and right. tweaks that you've got out there that you never use. So. Yeah, that's right. hundred percent. Yeah. So we do quarterly speakers. I bring in really okay. big business owners or experts in their field. I brought in guys around neuroscience and burnout and chronotypes. Hey. I brought in guys that have done hundreds of millions of dollars and they come in and, and implement a certain method that they've taught us in depth, uh, how to sell companies, marketing strategies. I mean, just really, really high level stuff. And then of course we do in-person events 
And those are, let me just say it like this, when you, when you mastermind with people, first off, you're getting to know them, you're building relationships, you're getting to know them as an individual and then also as a business owner. And especially when you do that virtually, like us talking right here right now at the time when we're done here, we're going to know each other a little bit better. But if we did it again next week and again the week after and again the week after, and then a couple months from now, we got together in person. We know each other, but we've never seen each other. And it Mm -hmm. is so powerful. Yeah. It's just a really kind of almost odd dynamic of like, I know this person, but I've never, I've never put my bear claws around them. (laughs) And uh, it's just an incredible moment. We do like experience plus mastermind events where we're doing, of course, the business network, talk, strategy, solving problems. But then we just like to play hard also. And so we've done, you know, UTVs in the sand dunes. We've done, you know, deep sea fishing. We've done the, you know, Kansas City uh, Chiefs and Jaguars 40 yard line with a VIP tailgate party. You know, we just really try to work and play hard because that's what successful people want to do, man. They want to yeah. want to be more successful, but they also want to win in their marriage. They want to win in fun. They want to live in their lifestyle. They want to win in, you know, their health. They, they just, we're just freaking winners, you know? Hmm. That's awesome. That is so cool. What's uh, what's new in your world coming up that you want to share? Yeah, man. What's new? You know, this next year, we're going to be doing our second family mastermind, which is kind of fun. Oh, cool. We did our first one this last year, uh, went to Bermuda, and it was a little bit of a test to kind of see really how it would go, what, what we would do, and what kind of value we, we would bring. But we're going to go to Cancun next year. We've already got probably 30 or 40 families uh, kind of pre-registered wow. for that. So if you're listening to this, it's going to be in June of 2024. And if you're a uh, entrepreneur and you want to get around other entrepreneurs at the same time doing a family vacation, at the same time, I bring in marriage experts and, you know, the kids play with each other at the kids center and we're doing intentional marriage work for, you know, 90 minutes each day. The rest of the time we're on the beach, hanging out, doing the networking, fun vacation thing with, of course, your family, but also with other awesome entrepreneur families. And so we've just gotten so much response from that. And so we're excited to take our little test from last year and really do it big in 2024. Now that we're past the pandemic and we can actually go with big groups of people places, it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely, man. It's a blast. That is awesome. I love that idea. So, I mean, you know, you're doing like family stuff and all that. I mean, is it, you're also kind of doing how to, how to work with business and have a family at the same time type training as well. And Oh yeah. Yeah. We call it work-life obsession. Balance doesn't exist. And, and I think most entrepreneurs actually understand that. I think that yeah. the, there are people out there that that try to say that work-life balance exists. And maybe that does for people who have nine to five jobs. But as an entrepreneur, it's, it's, it's integration. Your business, actually, I'll say it like this. I had a guy on my podcast and I ask about this stuff all the time, like you do. And so he said, you know, if your business is like a mistress, then your wife doesn't know about her. She knows you're sneaking around you know, but she doesn't, she doesn't know what you're up to. You're, you're doing things in the dark over here. But then when you come home, you're a different person, you know, like you make decisions separately, everything's over here and kind of in the shade. Right. It's like, but if your business is just another part of the, another person in the family, it sits at the dinner table with you. Everybody knows its name. Everybody's involved. Like when, when the business has a win, everybody cheers, just like for your kids, everybody's involved and integrated. It's like, Oh, that's how it's supposed to be as a business owner. Yeah. Like (laughs) it's not supposed to be hidden or something that I do over here. And then when I come home, I'm a different person. No, like if anything, it's the actual opposite because I want my kids to learn what's made me successful. Who better to teach them than me? Why would, how would I want them to do anything other than with their life to be successful? I mean, now we're not talking about just money wise. We're talking about 
yeah. winning in all areas. How do they win in all areas? Well, if I'm winning in all areas, guess what? I yeah. want to teach them. They're going to yeah. learn. Well, and I think, you know, there's a lot of, I, I work with a lot of business owners on the exit planning strategy side. And I, I think that's the biggest thing that I will say the most successful business owners I know, it's integrated into their life. You know, their kids are involved in the business, their spouse is involved in the business. It's the ones that, you know, they're literally, it's like having a mistress, you know, the, that's the ones where there's a ton of resentfulness of, yep. you know, I, I remember, right. you know, working with a business owner that is the president of a company and his dad had, actually his grandfather had started it. Dad took it over and then basically dumped it in his son's lap after his business partner died. And he was like, right. you know, I'm done with this. I'm I'm going to enjoy life. And I remember the son, we were talking with him and he's like, dude, he goes, I hate this business. And I was like, well, why? I mean, is this the business you're in? And he's like, no, because this business kept me away from my dad because he was here working all, you know, his whole yeah. life. When I grew up, he was always at work and I was never yeah. with him. And he's like, I hated this business because yeah. of it. And then, you know, to, yeah. to add insult to injury, he dumps it in his lap and says, okay, you go run it at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and, I, and I actually think, probably what the dad thought he was doing was giving him uh, a blessing. Like here, yeah. I'm giving you this thing that I've devoted my whole life to. It means a whole bunch to me. Here you go. And, and obviously that's, that wasn't what it was reserved to be. You know, it's funny. I had this, uh, this, this word picture in my mind. I'll share it with your audience because I think it's really, really helpful for entrepreneurs, especially ones that have kids. And it's like, you know, I'm in the Midwest. We have we have cornfields, we have bean fields, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I imagine myself on a combine, right? And and we're 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 blazing a trail. And the idea I think would be rather than the two only options that I have or that I see now that entrepreneurs do, they either give their children everything, silver spoon, mm -hmm. try to you know give them a life that they never had, and what that ends up doing is that it cripples them, right? We know this to be true, but yet still people do it. Okay, well the opposite is don't give them anything. They, t they have to learn everything themselves. They have to suffer, you know, and and how I see that second option being if I don't give them anything is that they have to then bl like I blazed my trail and they have to start in their own combine right next to me and blaze the same ground. And it's like, well, wait a second. That's that's not leverage. That's not that's not that's not good systems. Like what would I ever want to repeat the same thing over and over if it didn't produce, you know, like. I wouldn't do that in my own businesses now with my employees. I would have them same do the same thing over if it's already done. So why would I do that with my children? So really the, the tactic here is how do I get them to take over, but without giving them the silver spoon? It's like, okay, well, using that combine analogy, it's like, well, for a while there, it's going to be me and I'm blazing the trail. Fine. But then they get in there with me and they're just kind of poking around and they're looking around and then they're learning and, and their kids. Then they get, then they get a little older and I start giving them responsibilities and they start doing little right. things. And, and then we're running the combine together. And then it's, they're running the combine and I'm just there being dad, hanging around, right? And then eventually, guess what? I get out of the combine. Like, and, and you, we never had to stop yeah, blazing leave the them trail. Go. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the, the interesting thing is, I think people with their kids especially, they don't give them the credit that they can figure this stuff out. You know, it's so sure. they, yeah, it's like, well, they, they're, you know, they're not old enough to really understand this. They're actually very smart and they will find oh, yeah. this out. I work with a, a local incubator program that's in high school. And, you know, I mean, these kids are going from absolutely no business knowledge to more business knowledge than I had after 10 years of running a business in less than a year. And, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. they've got 
mentors coming in teaching and everything else. But, you know, I mean, the life lessons that they learn and how they grow so fast because they're like a ginormous sponge. The right. ones that are open are a they're just a ginormous sponge and they figure stuff out really fast. And, yeah, you know, I do. think if you if you got your kids involved and I, I say the same, you know, a, a big part of my life going forward is is really teaching families how to, you know, talk finance because I didn't grow up in a, a family that talked finance. My parents didn't grow up in families that talk finance. And, you know, I mean, that hampered me early on in life. And it wasn't until I got into the finance business that I actually learned all these things. And I want people to have these conversations with kids, help them to yeah. make decisions that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful, man. And I think that uh, that piece, not only just the understanding or the literacy of it, but just the ability then to communicate it down, um, obviously never too early to start and and kids will be better off for it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. So I'm really excited to hear as, as that starts to go. Let's transition to the fast five questions now. Okay. Ready to go? I'm ready. All right, here we go. So first question, you wake up in the morning, business is totally gone. You have 500 bucks in your pocket, a laptop, computer, place to live, food and clothing. What do you do first? I reach into my network and find out who I can serve. I love it. Simple and straightforward. Make some, yep. make some phone calls. You, yeah, make some phone calls. You said I didn't, I didn't lose any of my skill set or my knowledge nope. of the things that I've learned. I mean, obviously in that scenario, I wouldn't. And so I have built up skill sets around sales, around hiring, around personality assessments, around uh, building teams, around scaling businesses, around revenue generation, around relationships. I mean, you name it. I can just go down the list on skill sets and go, okay, yeah. who in my network needs this? It, I mean, yeah. that's kind of what we do, right? Like we just provide value to people in our network. That's kind of what business is. <laughs> I love it. What's the biggest business mistake you've ever made? Ooh, good question. I'm going to answer this in two parts. One is financial, because that's probably what you're meaning underneath that. Lost about $600,000 on a deal that I did, and my wife told me not to do it. I did it anyway. It was a business that I started really more so out of defense as opposed to offense, and ended up shutting it down years later, and never, not once made me money. <laughs> in fact, it cost me a whole bunch. Um, really, the greater mistake, though, is thinking small for too long. Yeah. Like I always wanted more and I always wanted to achieve and grow and succeed. However, my very tactical mindset was always in the weeds, never thinking big enough. And so for me, when I started thinking bigger, hiring better people, I was always a systems guy, but like thinking systems on systems, like the whole thing right. is a machine and how do I get each piece of the machine to work together as opposed to little systems along the way. And, and just straight mindset, like the, the, the information that me to be able to think differently, the, the capability to think differently, I just wish I would have done it sooner. I, I probably lost more money that way than I did in the $600,000 I lost in that business. Okay. Well, you've made a million dollars by the time you were 29. So I think you're okay. <laughs> you, you've done well. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot of people have made a lot more mistakes for a lot longer and taken to do that. So yeah, don't, don't yeah. beat yourself yeah. up too much. It's all so relative, much. right? <laughs> <laughs> What's a good book that you'd recommend for our audience? Yeah. Every day, all day, Think and Grow Rich. There's tons of great books, but Think and Grow Rich is the only book I've ever read 
every single year for the past decade. And there's multiple years where I, where I read it. I probably read it four or five times this year. It's tough because it's like the most read book. The, you know, everybody knows it. Everybody thinks, oh, like, oh yeah, like, good. I, I read that. It's just so much deeper than that. If you didn't have any other books in life, I mean, outside of mm. the Bible, like we're talking about business books, so that's the only book you ever had. You could reread it, like literally read it and then start over and then read it mm. and start over, read it and start over. And every time you read it, there would be a deeper level of growth for you individually in your business and your marriage. It is just an incredible resource. And every time I touch it, I make more money. I get better relationships. I apply myself at a whole nother level. So I would highly recommend that they not only just grab it, but yeah. start like, you know, swimming. Well, I, I, yeah, your process of reading it multiple times. Yeah, you know, it's the same thing I've done with the 40 hour work week. I mean, you know, the, the book hasn't been updated since 09, but I still reread it every single year because I, I just, you know, every time I read it, I find something new or it's something new at a different time in my life. Where, it, where it's more applicable. And I found the same thing with Think and Grow Rich. You know, it's you go back and you read it and you're like, oh, okay, well, I see how that fits in my world now that it didn't, you know, yeah. a year or two ago, but it, now it fits in my world. That's right. Plus, it's an easy read. You can read it in a weekend. Oh, well, your book, yes. I mean, Think and Grow Rich, I don't know about reading it in a weekend, but when I read it first when I was 19, I was like, this is the dumbest book ever. Like who even understands yeah. this language? I don't even like, I read it just because I'm a finisher. Like literally, I don't yeah. even think I understood it and I put it away and I didn't even read it again for another couple of years. But once you can, once you can just get past that, just really just give yourself some space to like really understand concepts. Whew, game changer. Yeah. It was the same thing with Dale Carnegie's how to win friends and influence people. I actually, yeah, amazing. Book. I did this as part of the podcast one year where I did, I took, one concept from that book every week for two weeks at a time because there's 26 concepts in the book i did that for an entire year i just lived those concepts and yeah That's it awesome. was amazing that was one of the best years of my life just from a just a growth personal growth standpoint same kind of thing i think you can yeah. do a lot of the same things with think and grow rich as well yeah absolutely cool what's a tool that you use in your business every day that you might recommend uh, it might be overplayed now. Uh, we use a ton of them, but you know, OpenAI is probably uh, mm -hmm. the most fun that we use. You know, ChatGPT as it's known. But I mean, we use that for show notes for our podcast. We use it for you know social media content. We use it for you know my my wife's writing a book right now currently, mm -hmm. and she just needed some language for the front and back cover, or sorry, the back cover. She had written some stuff that was good, and I'm like, "Hey, let's just let's just uh, let's just enhance it a little bit. Let's get some let's get some other thoughts here." And so, I guess the thing that, about the tool is, that if you know how to use it, you don't just ask it to write a book for you. That's dumb. Yeah. Don't do that. Know how to use the tool to uh, enhance your current skill set, whether that's coding or whether that's writing a social media post. Don't blindly use it because then you like people just know. So don't do that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's an I have a course that I taught on that that you know it's it teaches you okay utilize the information it's it's the ability to gather information quickly into a cod a, a, a good cogent thought at that point and then you edit it you know it's but it's getting that the thought to paper a lot of times that if you can do that it's you know that gets you over the hump and it makes it much easier to finish that book that you're trying to oh, do. Yeah. Okay, last question, Chaz. What is your definition of freedom? Yeah, freedom is winning. 
although they're not the same, they are the same. And what I mean by that is you can be free. I mean, sorry, you can be winning without free, being free, but I don't think that you can be free without truly winning. And so I guess for for me to on, on like a practical state, that looks like the nuts covered. We already talked about that at the beginning. Financially, I need to be able to move and operate and make decisions and create. For my family, that looks like security. For the people that are in my covering, employees, friends, connections, anybody that's in my network that's depending upon me, that looks like enough. It looks like flow. It looks like abundance. It's not just for me, I guess is what I'm getting at. I like it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, somebody is interested in learning more about you, learning about the programs you offer, what's the best place to look? Yeah. Gatheringthekings.com is a great place. You can take a look at information about me individually or the mastermind, but we really truly are, we're a movement. We're a movement of you know down to earth, humble entrepreneurs that want more out of life. We're grateful, but not done as we say. And we just find value in doing life and winning at the highest level in all areas with other people. That's you. Check us out. Fantastic. I love it. Well, we'll put that link in the show notes section. So if you're interested, check it out. Go on to gatheringthekings.com and learn more about what Chaz is doing and, and the movement there. I was going to say, Jeff, let me, let me one, one more thing here. I apologize. I should have said it before Gathering the Kings, but for the listeners, if they can find me on Gathering the Kings, that's great. But what I would love for them to do before that is to rate this show on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. They need to subscribe and give a five-star review. I just want to encourage the the audience that this this is real work that Jeff does for you guys, bringing great content every single week or however often. And so just want to encourage you guys to, to hit the like button, subscribe. Of course, a five-star review on any podcast channel is just an incredible way for Jeff to know that he's doing the right stuff. I mean, I like to think I'm a pretty good content guy. I like to think I gave you guys some pretty well, good stuff here today and Jeff made that happen. So give him a review uh, if you thought so as well. Boom. Drop the mic. Hey, we do these shows twice a week for you guys. So make sure wherever you're listening to us, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on the podcast channels, make sure you subscribe to these suckers and give us a comment. I'd love to hear from you. Let you know that or let me know that you're out there and what questions or comments you have. Thanks a lot. And thanks, Chaz, for being on today. And we will see you guys here the next time. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 